Hi, dear listeners. Welcome back to The Pill of Success. I'm so honored to have you here and delighted to present you our guest today. Before that, I would like to mention that this podcast is about how we work mentally, how our minds work in business. And of course, the same principles that work in business also can be adopted to our life. So that's just a bonus. And today we will be talking to Sandy Crott. And Sandy's vision is to make the workplace a setting for creative performance as well as the elevation of the human spirit. She is a pioneer in translating a principled understanding of human thought to leadership and organizational effectiveness. The focus of her work today is with Fortune 100 executives, leadership teams, and working groups, helping them achieve extraordinary results by unleashing the power of the human mind. She works with the consulting group Insight Principles, and uh, as you may know, my dear listeners, that I've already have uh, Ken Manning and Robert Charbet on my podcast, the two others in Insight Principles. And uh, she co-wrote the book Invisible Power, Inside Principles at Work with uh, Robin and Ken. And if you haven't read that book yet, I, book, I, I really recommend it. Uh, it's on Amazon, so you can download it on Kindle or get it in your mailbox. It's really, really good. Uh, Sandy shares her life with her partner, Peter, and together they built their Net Zero Energy Home in Northwest Washington. They get out into the awesome Pacific Northwest wilderness as often as they can see kayaking as well as hiking and back, backpacking with their dog. And I've been talking to Sandy about coming to Norway because I think they really would love Norway. And uh, so we'll get her here and uh, maybe then we'll have a new episode with her. Uh, today it will have a more specific topic and um, I'm really happy about that. So... Let me introduce to you Sandy Krotz. Yeah. So welcome Sandy Krotz to Succesfilm, which is like the pill of success. And uh, I'm really honored to have you here. Uh, it's, it's a great pleasure. And it's been quite a long time since I recorded an interview and had an episode out. So I'm really excited about this. And we talked about a interesting topic in many ways, I find. And... Because we, we know that some people think are more critical and others more sensitive. And in the workplace, we need to work together <laughs> and also in families <laughs> and with parents. <laughs> so this topic about how can sensitive people and critical people get along in a good way and how to give feedback to, to one another, really. Um, because, uh, Sandy, you had uh, a really lovely blog post about that. And, uh, just, uh, for everyone to subscribe to your blog yeah, from Insight Principles, it's really recommendable. I will put out the link to the website so okay. people can sign yeah. up because those newsletters are really like lovely nuggets to get in your mailbox for, uh, yeah, working in business. And, uh, do you want to just dive in a little? I'm sure you had some thoughts about it. And sure. I'd love to. Well, thank you, by the way, for, um, inviting me. It's always a pleasure to speak to, to, to people about 
about this understanding. And typically, because I work in business, uh, I work with clients, at least initially, who aren't all that interested in what I have to say. I mean, they're, they're you know, they're, they come to programs because their boss tells them to come to programs, not necessarily because they've volunteered. And so uh, we, we have to find a way to speak to people who may not always want to hear what we have to say. But for me to get a chance to talk to, to somebody uh, into an audience that's already interested in learning about how their mind works is Absolutely. Is especially in business, since my, most of my listeners are are not practitioners of understanding the mind, but are working in the workforce. So that's really valuable. Yeah. And really, really cool. Yeah. 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 I I mean, and if they're listening to your blog post, then already people are interested in, uh, in learning, you know, in improving, in um, looking at themselves. Um, So, you know, this is this is a great. You have a great audience, so I um, love them. Uh, <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> I'm pleased. You. I'm pleased to be here. I'm pleased to be here. Uh, but but this topic of sensitive people and critical people um, being able to get along in the workplace—not just get along in the workplace, but to learn, actually learn from each other and to collaborate—I've um, been working with business for the better part of 20 years. And, and before that, I had a, a counseling practice. Uh, I was a psychologist. And, um, and I had the same dynamic was problematic in that practice, but mostly between couples um, yeah. or between parents and kids or between uh, siblings or, uh, um, uh, you know, some family members. Um, but then the very same dynamic was show, would show up in business. So it, it, it's a very common mm. dynamic that you find. You have people in the world who have a tendency to give their opinion, whether they're asked for it or not, um, to criticize uh, and think they're being helpful and don't, register at all that what they're saying is not being heard in the way they mean it and then you have a whole group of people who are just very sensitive to feedback they're very sensitive and particularly sensitive when the feedback has a tone Mm. to it so um so yeah this is just a, a a common dynamic and so um when I was chatting with you about what to talk about, um, I, had li- I had listened to several of your blog posts, and, and there have been plenty, there have been others that have talked about how an understanding of your mind really does help you in the world of business. But as I listened, they were much more broad. And, um, uh, and so I went, well, let's, let's take some real juicy uh, topic and let's see if we can't share what understanding your mind would help how that would help in this particular and it's so cool you say that because that was really exactly my thoughts 
in, in May. I was just thinking, okay, I feel like the, the next episode must be something different, something more specific, something more like dive into the thing, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. one problem yeah. or whatever we call it. So yeah. it's very funny when you wrote back, I was like, yeah, this is just what I, I was thinking for a long time. That's great. That's yeah. great. Cause I think people, when they hear about the principles behind how the mind works, a lot of times it resonates with people and, and even they think, Oh, I know that. Oh, I, I know that. Yeah. And they do, but then when it comes to, okay, well, what about this problem? Yeah. Or, well, how do you, how would you handle this? They're a little bit at a, at a loss. So to be able to connect the dots, um, that's what, that's yeah. what I, yeah. And yeah, really fun. What, and and what, what I think as a person working in business, working both in music and in business and being a mother and a partner and a spouse and all that, I think what what we will dive into today will we will gonna use it in all those areas, like to a sensitive teenager and towards the communication with with my mother, uh, my whatever people in the workforce, you know. <laughs> so and that's that's sort of something I really love about this understanding the, the some principles, some fundamental things about how things work it's easily adaptable to any areas of life and yes yes wherever you take your mind yeah yes wherever wherever you take your mind this applies (laughs) (laughs) that's great Yeah. yeah 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 so i i think that when um we have this dynamic of uh a critical person and a sensitive person. Um, one of, the, I, I think that the it goes wrong or it goes bad or it gets it's problematic for two really for two reasons. One of the reasons is that we live in a in separate realities. We truly, truly live in separate realities, and by that I mean we we live in the world of our own thinking. But that thinking looks so real to us. You know, there's, there's this, the power to think is, is, is an, an, an amazing power. Mm. But when it gets combined with the power of awareness mm. and the energy of life behind it, you have a full-blown real experience going on in your in your life every single moment of your day and the person sitting next to you i don't care if you've been married to them for 75 years <laughs> they are having a different experience because it's like two imax movie theaters at the same place <laughs> it's a, it's a, that's exactly right but we forget that i mean it's so easy to forget because our reality is so real and it's clear and it makes sense to us. It's got a logic to it. And we can't imagine everyone isn't seeing it exactly like we are. <laughs> now, I have been sharing this understanding for 35 years. And you would think after 35 years, <laughs> I'd have it down. And I wouldn't forget, <laughs> but I forget. I forget I too. <laughs> 
oh my God, I forget all the time. And so that's one of the problems. We just live in separate realities. There's nothing you can do about it. That's just life. It's like gravity. It's just life. You're going, there's, you, you can't escape your thinking. You cannot escape your thinking. And your thinking is going to look real to you. Mm-hmm. Even when you understand it, it's going to look real to you. And the person, other people in your life are going to be thinking differently and they're going to have different experiences. You may agree. There's a lot of agreement. That's for sure. We great our uh, culture is all all culture is is, is agreements about how life works. Hmm. Hmm. There's agreement, but there's going to be differences. Yeah. There's going to be differences, and yeah. um, so that that's one problem um, that we just have to contend with, or one fact we have to contend with. Sensitive people see the world one way. Critical people see the world very differently. Okay. The other problem is that and this is particularly true for the the critical people Mm -hmm. um we get uh so used to our thinking that we don't register or notice what we're doing and saying a lot of the time We don't register or notice on the feeling we're in. But what do you mean by that? Well, um, you know, um, if you become a problem drinker, if you drink a lot of alcohol, Mm -hmm. your your body, uh, alcohol is a poison, essentially. It's a toxin to your body. And so your your liver and your kidneys are like, yeah, get, you know, get this out of here. But after a while, if you keep drinking, hmm. your body kind of goes, oh, well. It, 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 it develops what's called a tolerance hmm. to the alcohol. Hmm. And so you have pers- somebody who drinks a lot can drink a bottle of wine or several pints of beer or quite a bit of liquor, hard liquor, and not feel intoxicated Mm. because their body has become used to the alcohol. Well, we human beings get used to our feelings (laughs) and we, we, we become tolerant of them. And so... Uh, critical people can get tolerant of the the negative feeling that comes with with being critical, so tolerant that they don't notice it. <laughs> it doesn't register as even a particularly negative feeling, <laughs> and so they're out there expressing their opinion and having at times a really bad. T- bad tone, bad feeling, and they don't, they don't notice it. I never just, thought about it, except like you said, no, it just makes so much sense. You're really simplifying it and sort of making it more neutral and totally understandable. 
beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And and insensitive people too. They yeah. They have get their feelings hurt a lot. Um and they just kind of get used to <laughs> used yeah. to it being that way. And so they're they're kind of looking looking they're they're almost um uh waiting for it to happen. They're almost on guard. Mm. And so but but they don't they wouldn't they don't register on that guardedness. Mm. They don't register. It's just so much a part of their norm that they don't pay attention to it. So so this this complicates the problem. So you've got separate realities and then you've got habitual thinking that has become invisible to people. Hmm. And so you get these two differences and you're going to have these two different approaches to life or two different ways of Mm -hmm. seeing life coming together and they're going to clash and, Mm -hmm. and both people are pointing at the other. Oh, well, you're, you're true critical. I'm not critical. You're sensitive. No, I'm not sensitive. You're critical. So there's no, no dialogue, no, nothing, no synergy that develops. Mm. But once you start to understand how your mind works, then you get, you get information and you get guidance Mm. that you don't, you wouldn't necessarily or normally have. That's the beauty of learning how your mind works. Yeah. Do you, do you know any like typical critical people that have seen something new? Like, do you have some examples of what can happen when you start to see this reality you think you live in? <laughs> yes. Well, I can use myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, it, it's true. I grew up with a mother who was actually both my, both my parents were very critical people. Mm-hmm. And we, we joke in my, my siblings and I have this joke that my mother, her, the ultimate compliment you could get from my mother was, well, you didn't do too, too bad, I guess. That was it. <laughs> and she always said too, too. It was always too, too. It's like, well, you didn't do too, too bad, I guess. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that was it. That was the top of the line. And so um, I think I just, well, partly I, 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 there was a lot of modeling for, for criticalness, so I picked it up. But I also picked up really thick skin. I just, hmm. uh, I don't, I take criticism very well. It doesn't bother me. No. I don't react to it. Um, I don't hardly notice the tone even that people have. It's just, it just doesn't bother me. Mm. And so consequently, I've thought that everybody was like me. And so I would, I would point out what was wrong with people Mm. often. And, uh, and, and I get reactions all the time ah. but I just essentially figured that was their problem you know oh well she's so sensitive I'm not you know that's her or yeah I can't believe he just got upset over that so I, I had no compassion I had no um, real 
understanding. Mm. And I didn't notice my own critical tone. Mm. And I, I'm embarrassed to tell you how long it took me to have an insight about it. I mean, long time. So I, I learned about how the mind works um, went back when I had my clinical practice. And uh, so it was 1981 that I met a man named Sidney Banks, who mm. had had some profound insights about how the mind works. And, and I got some profound insights listening to him. But this area of my life did not really improve for a long time. Mm. And then I was, um, I became the executive director of a not-for-profit organization. Do you, you know what a not-for-profit organization is um, here in the United States? And, yeah. uh, and I, it was a small agency, but I, so I had nine employees. Hmm. And we had, because we're not for profit we had a board of directors and I asked the chairperson the chairwoman of the board if she would do my evaluation my performance review and she was happy to do it and she said look but I'd like to interview everybody on your staff if that's okay mm. I said, oh great mm. so she interviews the whole group of them and I sit down for my performance review, and I'm very excited because I, I love feedback, and I'm yeah. really cool. I said, okay, tell me. And she says, well, Sandy, first of all, everybody loves you. Don't you know, they're, you're, they, they think you're doing a great job. But, <laughs> then here comes the but. She said, everybody mentioned one, the same thing. And she said, I interviewed people individually, yeah. so I didn't do it in a group. They all had the same comment. And I think it's something you need to pay attention to. And I'm wondering what, I wonder what it could be. The only thing that came to mind was they were all underpaid because, you know, we were a not-for-profit and I thought they were going to complain about their salary. Mm. That wasn't it. They, they all said, well, Sandy is very critical and sometimes it really uh, interferes with uh, the the um, the tone in the office, the um, the, the the flow of the work. Mm. And I and I said, "Critical me?" And she said, "Yeah, well, let me give you some examples." And she gave me some examples. And I listen to these examples, and I'm thinking, that's critical? Mm. To me, I was just, I was pointing out what was wrong mm. because I thought that's what you do when you're the boss. <laughs> <laughs> you just come in and point out what was wrong. But they were saying, I would come in, and that would be the first thing that I would do, mm. is point out what was wrong. Mm. And I listened to it and I res really respected this woman. And obviously there was something to what she was saying, yeah. but part of me was resisting mm. because again, I was so sure mm. that my critical eye mm. was right. Mm. And, and 
helpful. And too bad if you can't take it. That was kind of my attitude. So I said, okay, I'll, I'm going to sit with this. I'm going to see, I'm going to go out in my life and see what I see. And weeks go by. And every once in a while, I could, I, I heard myself say something and I thought, hmm, am I being critical? And then I think, no, that's not. And then one day, I'll never forget this. I was talking to a, one of my employees about her paperwork because we had a lot of paperwork that had to be done for the grants that we had. And she was terrible at paperwork. She was sloppy and inconsistent. And so I'm in her office talking to her once again about her paperwork and how it was not done adequately. And I heard myself. It it, I remember thinking it hurt my ears. It's funny. It, I felt it in my ears <laughs> of all places. And then I stopped and I said to her, am I being critical? And she said, oh, yeah. And it doesn't help. Okay. Wow. And that's, that was the shift for me. I've, what was invisible became visible. Wow. So now, it's, now I know, oh, that's the feeling. That's the feeling of critical. Now, I'd like to tell you that ever since then, I've, n- I've not been critical again. But that's, <laughs> that's not true. No, of course. But, but you recognize I, it probably. I do. Yeah. I do a lot more than I than I ever had. Mm. And and I saw the damage mm. that it was doing that I never saw or I saw but justified. Mm. And I realized I could give her feedback that she needed because her paperwork was not adequate. Mm. I could do that without being critical. You know, you can give feedback. You can even um, fire somebody, dismiss somebody, um, uh, divorce somebody. Uh, but with, with a loving tone or with a, at least a, with a neutral tone, um, with a respectful tone, with um, an openness, you can... You can do it that without without the, the critical, the criticalness, the the feeling of critical. The that whole thing was completely optional. Just my my habit. Well, thank you for sharing, Sandy. That's that was really wow. I really yeah. appreciate that. I could. I think everyone can really feel that story, and of course, we recognize ourselves in it. Yeah. And. Yeah. That's why everything's really a metaphor for everything, right? We, we're all the same in some basic we are. <laughs> we are, we are. And, and you know, and, and sensitive people, they, they, have to, they have a responsibility too. Mm. They have to see that the power, the power of the mind is on the inside. It's, that's where 
no one can make you feel bad without your own thinking being involved. So sensitive people also have to take a look at what's happening in them Hmm. and begin to realize, well, that's, that's me. That's, that's, that's me. That's my thinking. And they need to take responsibility for it. Now that doesn't mean you should just, Oh, well, just sit back and take criticism. No, you, you need to let people know what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Yeah. But you have to be willing to take responsibility for your own reactions too. Yeah. There's written a lot of books about high, highly sensitive people and also kids and adults. So, so what are your thoughts on, on that? <laughs> with this, um, yeah, with this conversation, like we're talking now. Yeah. You, you mean uh, the fact that, that, Well, that there is like that someone is highly sensitive and Mm -hmm. just the concept of. Yeah, I know. I know. I I, I don't want to, I don't like to label, I'm I'm labeling people obviously through this whole program, but um, I don't want to give too much stock to it because Mm. it's, it's really just habits of thought. Mm. And I, I think sometimes with, with sensitive people or critical people, we get the idea that that's just who we are. Mm. Oh, that's, that's like being blue eyed or right handed, you know, it, it, but that's not like being blue eyed or right handed. Mm. You, you can get over being sensitive. You can get over being critical when you understand your mind, when you understand where the whole experience is coming from. So you don't, you're not your label. You're not your, you're not your mental habit. Exactly. You're so much more than that. You're so much more than that. Definitely. I'm just curious if you think, like, take you back to the to to your workplace when you got the feedback and your team at that time many many years ago. Um, do you think something would have happened if somebody in your group in your team had mentioned this to you that you you were critical to them, or would you have sort of? <laughs> seen it at all or what do you think people that's a that's a yeah that's a very it's a very good question i um i absolutely think you when you see that in another person when you see that kind of critical behavior in another person i do think you want to let them know Mm. um unless it i mean i think there are some situations in the workplace where it's just politically not a good idea sure. to give, I mean, there's some, some situations and you can't do it if you're not neutral. Hmm. So I'm, I don't know what would have happened if one of my people had come to me in a really neutral place and said, you know, Sandy, I got something to tell you. Um, this is a problem. Mm. I like to think I would have heard it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I like to. Th- I, I might have been had to be told a few times. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because it it takes insight to change, and mm-hmm. even when we desire change, oh, I really, really want to change this about myself. Mm. Willpower only gets you so far. But insight takes you the whole way. How do you know when you have an insight? <laughs> it looks, things look different to you. Yeah. They just look different. 
So, um, and that's when I had that moment with my employee. Criticism looked different to me. Right. It, it felt different. I could, it, it, there's a shift. It's a, a very, very distinct difference. Now, sometimes insights are, are big and, they're, and the difference is massive. And sometimes it's subtle. Yeah. But there's a difference. There'll be a difference in how it looks. Right. I was just thinking about, I mean, when you work with uh, Ken Manning and Robin Charbett in Insight Principles and you work with these Fortune 100 companies with executives and a lot of the people who have been sort of forced by their boss to come to your trainings. <laughs> and do you have some stories to tell about what, that you can remember when you can see people shift um, Maybe some really critical people, because I know we had a lot of them. <laughs> like Robin usually says they're his favorite. <laughs> yeah, they are. He, he, takes, he takes them as a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody loves you as much afterwards as they yeah. when they shift. <laughs> it's, it's true. That's true. Yeah, you, you know, you, when, you're, when you're working with people um, as, a, as a teacher or a coach mm -hmm. or a consultant, I think you always want to be on the lookout for that shift in people. I mean, that's the point. This, this understanding about your mind, I mean, you can get the intellectual part of it because it's, there's a logic to it. It's simple. It makes sense to people. So most people get it, get that. Of course. Yeah. But that's not going to do anything for, for you or for your clients. So I'm always looking for that moment. And, and it may not happen while you're talking to somebody. Mm. You know, it may not happen in your one-on-one -on -one session. It may not happen in, in the classroom setting. Um, it may, it, it could, it'll happen when they're home with washing the dishes or walking the dog or driving in the car or whatever. And, but, but you, but I, I'm not ever satisfied with my, uh, counseling, clinical, uh, or uh, consulting work until there's been something, some, mm -hmm. some little, even, even about one thing, even if it's not the whole thing. Um, I, I, I don't consider, I don't want to let go of a client until that, that happens. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not up to me. I'm not in charge of somebody's insights. No. Um, but I want to keep talking, keep, <clears throat> keep questioning, keep the dialogue open hmm. until I see that, that moment. Because that's what changes people. Definitely. So what would your recommendation be for a team synergy? You know, like we have all these different personalities. So some are critical, some are more sensitive, some are more outgoing, some are more, more inwards. Um, and a lot of teams are really eager to have good teams today. I can, I can really feel that. They want the team to work and they want the people to collaborate. And, but they're first a bit nervous that it, it will not work and then how to do it and how to do it maybe more easily. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have some thoughts about this, how to make the synergy work between, it, to make the team really yeah efficient and productive and 
Yeah. Well, well, the well, the the ultimate thing would be to get everybody on the team, um, have every everybody on the team understand how their minds work. I mean, have them mm-hmm. exposed to the principles behind how the mind works. That's the ultimate, like the fundament. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, but that can't always happen um, for a variety of reasons. So, mm-hmm. if you're if you're the leader of a team, mm-hmm. you can have a tremendous influence on team synergy and you can do it simply this this is so simple and so overlooked simply asking people at the beginning of the meeting how's everybody doing how are we doing how uh every, or or just asking people can everybody come into this meeting now can, it, can we all be present Hmm. You can take a minute. Can we all get quiet for a minute? Um, it's so to just to have your as a leader have your eye hmm. on what's happening in the room. Hmm. Where are people? Are they listening? Hmm. Are they present? Um. Have some people, is somebody talking too much? Is there a person in the room who's not saying anything? Mm. So you as the leader, just noticing what's happening in the room and valuing quiet, valuing space, valuing this uh, willingness to open up, Mm. that will make a huge difference even if no one else in your team ever learns about how your mind works. Mm. Now, if you happen to be not the, you're not the leader, you're just a member of the team. Mm. Your influence is not going to be as great, Mm. but it still doesn't mean you can't, for example, stop a meeting. You can say, Hey, can we, could we take a time out? I, I don't think we're listening to one another. Or you could say, well, um, you know, I'm having a hard time following all the conversations. Can we just, can everybody talk at one, 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 at, one at a time? I mean, you can do, you can do that. Sure. But people don't. They, you know, that's funny. They don't. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. You don't have to go into a long discussion about how the mind works. And <laughs> you don't have to do that. You just have to know, you know, you know that your mind, you know the conditions under which your mind works best. Hmm. Well, it's probably similar to everybody else. So let's, let's uh, promote those conditions as much as we can hmm. and remind people. That uh, being that listening is really helpful, (laughs) really works, really builds energy. Being present in the in the room, doing one thing at a time. Mm. Sounds so simple when you say it like that, Sandy. (laughs) Well, you know, you you know, you sit in business meetings and you're going, "These are really smart people. I can't believe they're." wasting their time like this it's shocking Hmm. so you know you do feel sometimes honest to god i feel like 
um, everybody's in the room and they're wanting to get out and they're walking around, walking around. And I'm like, Hey, the door's right over here. (laughs) Nobody sees the door. And I've opened the door and they're like, Oh my God, you're brilliant. No, I'm not brilliant. I just happen to know. I noticed there's a door. Well, people don't even stay. Don't see a door. So you, you don't underestimate what happens when you get a little glimmer of how your mind works. It, you're adding, you're going to add so much to, to the group. Um, even though, even if you don't have a lot of, you know, years of background or experience. Absolutely. I can also see that in families, if one of, one of the spouses or one of the parents or yeah. are starting to understand more about separate realities. Um, I'm not my thinking. <laughs> he probably thinks totally different than me, even though <laughs> I wanted to think like me. <laughs> It's so so much easier. If it would be so like much me. easier. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Wash the dishes like me, put, put the things in the cupboards exactly like me, and <laughs> all of that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not like that. <laughs> nope, it's not. It's not. So always, there's every day, every hour, there's an opportunity to remember, remember. and to learn. Yeah, yeah. And that's the beauty of it too. Uh, I think I've been a, like you maybe also, like when you work many years now understanding the mind, that you, you really know the, the basics of how it works. It's, it's actually quite simple in those terms we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But still you see yourself going down the drain <laughs> every yeah. now and then. Every now and then. But yeah. I, for me, I think it's also a good thing. It's just human. And the less I think about it being a problem, the less of a problem it is. Yeah. You know, it, you know what? For me, it's, it gives me stories. That's what I always say. Yeah. Uh, oh, here's another story. And, and, and I, I like to share the times when I've gotten lost because yeah. people appreciate, um, oh, you get lost? Oh, my God. She does that? Well, yeah, this is just – there's no escaping – humanity and so you, you just you're just going to keep learning it's a it's a journey it is and and it, i don't think it ends until we <laughs> take our last breath. We, exactly yeah exactly. if we're lucky if we're lucky yeah because if you, when you stop learning mm. that's a problem that's so true yeah hmm. Beautiful. Is there something you want to add, Sandy, to to the conversation? Um, <clears throat> the only thing I would add is uh, for for your listeners is yeah. there's there's a lot. Fortunately, now there's a lot of material available yeah. uh, to yeah. people to learn about their mind. There's books. There's yes. podcasts. There's uh, video. There's conferences. There's a lot, and I I, I just urge you to. To, yeah. to to attend and <clears throat> don't I'm, and I, I don't want I wouldn't want people to get over dependent on them because the mm. real like the real learning is going to be your life exactly uh, so that's that's you you read a book or you go to a program and mm. and then you have to live you just live your life exactly. and you're living it with a little bit uh, a different look a different different eyes and and uh, and pay attention to, mm. I, I don't think we pay enough attention to our, um, 
successes, you know, mm-hmm. to, um, to those moments where we do see what's going on. We True. pay a lot of attention to what we don't see, but um, uh, yeah, Sidney Banks had this phrase. He used to say, you want to see what is instead of what isn't. <laughs> so you want to, you want to notice your, your successes. Mm-hmm. You really do. And I'm sure a lot of success stories from your uh, business teams and leaders as well. Uh, yeah. And you can see that it really matters. Yeah. 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 It's, it's very, um, a very rewarding, very rewarding to show, to point people to how their minds work because then their, their lives just keep improving. Yeah. So it's great. And the results as well, of course. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Dramatically, yeah. Yep. Awesome. I will put out some links also to yeah. Insight Principles and to some material that people can mm-hmm. dig into, dive into a bit more. Yeah. Great. And I really thank you so much for this lovely conversation. And I, I hope everyone has a bit more insight now about when you're critical, when you're sensitive, sensitive peoples, all of that team, and it makes it less scary or yeah. more actually neutral, like you talked about, you know, more yes. quiet, not so dramatic either way. That's right, that's right. Not the end of, <laughs> not, not the, end of the world. It's just, it's, yeah. just, it's, another, it's just another opportunity to learn and another mm-hmm. opportunity to grow, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Sandy. You're welcome. You're welcome. My pleasure.